Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Oh, not today. It's not. No Simon O'Donnell, no David Taggart, no Paddy Garshagan, but you're in <laughs> luck because uh, Campbell Brown, the great Campbell Brown, 2008 Premiership superstar from the Hawks now, as far as I'm concerned, SEN Track's number one man is here to guide us through a big day, New Year's Day. We'll look back. My name is Josh Jenkins. Thanks for joining us. But, Brownie, we're going to look back on 2021, talk about some of the, the great racing stories, the great performances, some of our uh, – we've got any memorable punting moments, some big wins, and have a look forward to 2022, Brownie. But how are you, mate? JJ, going well. Happy New Year. Um, we feel like the replacements, don't we? Um <laughs> taking over from uh, the, the two great men that do a great job, but hopefully we can find some winners and uh, and steer the punters in the right direction to, to start our 2022 year on the right note. Yeah, well, if we can uh, start off 2022 with just a little bit more in the skyrocket, that would be handy. So we'll have a look at some of the main races at Flemington today. Um, Randwick Kensington as well gets underway so it's going to be nice and warm, a top of 34 degrees expected in Melbourne Town, Brownie. So uh, going to be uh, hot off the track and hopefully hot on the track. Hot and humid. And, um, yeah, it's it's fantastic racing. I reckon um, just having had a look at Flemington uh, this morning and last night to do some form race, one, race two and race three, as far as I'm concerned, unless you get some stable mail or a little bit of inside knowledge, are no bet races. They, they are very, very tough. Um, and the market probably suggests that as well, uh, especially race two and three. Um, you know, five bucks the field. So, but but there are a few that I like at odds um, today, which um, mm. should be exciting, especially if they can hit the line. Well, I think a fair few of us have probably got a bit of a headache after a uh, bringing in a new year. So <laughs> race one, race two, race three. Most may still be in bed. Yeah, so by yeah, the time race four kicks off, it. 2:20 p.m. I think everyone should be up and uh, up and going by then. But Brownie, have you got a have you got anything that springs to mind? You know, very elegant winning the Melbourne Cup, incentivises rise to fame. You know, Peter Moody announcing himself back um, as a as a big time trainer. Brett Preble taking taking advantage of the Jamie Carr Airbnb situation. But <laughs> anything that sticks out, or a couple of things that stick out in your mind from 2021 across racing? I, I think uh, you hit the nail on the head there. It was, it was fantastic to see Peter Moody back and, and back with a vengeance. Um, you know, what a horse incentivised was over the spring. Certainly, um, I, like, I know the connections. I, I know the backstory like everyone does. And I simply didn't think that uh, incentivised would be able to come straight uh, from Queensland um, into a Group 1 over a, a, probably a distance in the Maccabi Diva that, that didn't suit first up, and it just bolted in and then just got better and better at Turnbull uh, and then what well, culminated in, in the Corfu Cup demolition that we probably haven't seen a win like that since Might and Power. And Brave, Brave in the Melbourne Cup. I know that uh, went there with high expectations as the shortest price favourite since Farlap, but... Um, to run second to, to very elegant is no uh, no mean feat, and then to find out that you know the issues that came out of the race, um, the horse will be lucky to to ever race again um, with its soundness. So I think that um, yeah, that combination with Brett Preble riding obviously was uh, was fantastic. Yeah, racing just throws up so many amazing stories year in year out, whether it's at 
a horse winning a Caulfield Cup or it's, you know, a, a great story of a, of a trainer winning a maiden at Yarra Valley or, you know, at Hamilton, wherever it is. The thing for me that stood out again, uh, as it did in 2020, was just racing's ability to endure and pretty much defeat. We haven't been able to, able to as a society, defeat COVID. But I'll tell you, racing has defeated COVID because it, we've barely missed a race. We've yep. had a couple of tiny little concerns with jockeys getting COVID. We, had, we saw a handful stood down. Last week, um, I guess that's the way that, that what we are starting to see with close contacts and those sorts of things. But racing has endured and racing has flourished during COVID. Yeah, it certainly has. Uh, I, I can only remember sort of half a meet getting called off at Sandown one day when um, they acted really swiftly and um, you know, there'd been some close contacts with Willie Pike and, and a few of Mark Sarr and a few and, and they called that day off. But outside of that, uh, it has just continued to to strive, um, charge ahead, and and yeah, there's just been some great moments. Probably my favourite ride, and I'm not I sort of wasn't really a fan of of this horse um, until this ride. But I'm thunderstruck um, when it uh, when it won it at Caulfield. Um, the, the ride that John McNeil gave it in the Turak was as good a performance as you'll see and then obviously went up to Sydney and, and won the uh, the Golden Eagle that's uh, that's one of the horses that I'm very keen to, to sort of follow into uh, into this year and, and see where it gets to. Yeah I think I'm with you there I think it's winning that had, had pretty much no right to win the Golden Eagle as well and just showed the traits of a very very good and proper horse and, and knuckled down to win that Golden Eagle and put four or five million in the bank before yeah, uh, the horses perhaps even hit its absolute straps. I mean, it's not a horse that anyone's missed thus far and I'm not breaking any new ground, but what we saw from Espiona during cup week, I think we, we love, don't we, Brownie, in, in racing. It's sometimes we get too caught up in, you know, we, we forget about the very elegance and the horses that were going out there and doing it. Sometimes in racing, um, perhaps it's the it's the punting element. We want to find that next horse, but I think everyone is just waiting to see um, Espiona the next time she steps out. That was special, yeah. And and I, I know that it sort of didn't beat too much. You know, it's um, down the Flemington Straight, and we were there on track to to watch it live. Just the acceleration, the turn of foot, and and then J Mac looking at the big screen at about the furlong, just uh, taking it very easy was was pretty special to watch. You don't see too many horses do that, um, you know, during the carnival in a big, big race meet. Um, probably until it goes on and, and starts winning, um, you know, group twos, group threes, races like that. That's when we'll really know just how good the horse is. But um, was was a pretty special performance down uh, down at Flemington, wasn't it? Do we have do we have any line of sight? Have, have the Wallace stable outlined a, a bit of a plan for her? Do we? Are you aware? I'm certainly not aware of... Um, what her plans may be, but I presume we'll sort of see her aimed up at a couple of good races in the autumn. Are you are you aware of? Where no, she I haven't haven't it? heard anything. Chris Wallace kept uh, his cards pretty close to his chest. Uh, I think there's a horse too, an international horse that we've only seen once, uh, and that was in the, the Golden Eagle. Laws of Indices that um, Annabelle Nisham has got a couple of uh, of imports, and you go back and watch its run. It drew really poorly on the day. It sat three four wide. And um, just kept coming, just kept coming and coming and coming, and, and was only beaten probably two lengths by I'm Thunderstruck, and it had you know no cover or anything. So that that's a horse as well that I'm really looking forward to in the um 
in the autumn. I think uh, they'll aim up. Annabelle will aim up at a, at a nice little group uh, group one over fourteen or fifteen hundred. Beautiful, and, beautiful. Um, that sounds uh, sounds pretty good to me. Have you got a? And we've got obviously our usual guests. We've got our unusual hosts on today's show, Josh Jenkins and Campbell Brown. But we do have Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland, Corey Smith from the Meadows will join us, and Jacob Beavis from Taz Racing will give us an update on what's happening down there in Tassie, Brownie. But have we got a? Um, have you got one? Now it'd be it'd be hard to limit it to one. The way uh, the way how astutely you can find them. But have you got a? You got a nice uh, memory on the punt from 2021, I'm sure. You're not a quaddy taker, so it won't be a big quaddy, but have you got a memory of a horse you backed that was just, you just thought you beat the bookies? Yeah, there was a horse. Um, so I'd just come back uh, the day before from the um, Launceston Cup, I, I think it was, and we'd done a bit of damage over there. So I came into the studio um, the next day, and uh, there was a first starter for Leon and Troy Corstens, mm. and it was called Canadian Gold. And a, and a mate of mine um, had sent me some some you know messages saying, mate, this thing goes pretty good. Jockey likes it, and it was around about nine to one. Anyway, um, I kept watching it drift. Elevens, twelves, thirteens, peaked at eighteen to one. I took I ended up taking sixteens, and it absolutely bolted in and. Um, I was on air and I tipped it on air and um, <laughs> having done, you know, a bit of damage the day before to be able to, to find a, uh, a $16 pop that won really convincingly uh, and pay that sort of price was uh, was one of my favourite memories. And it's, it was just a maiden, so it wasn't like it was a big uh, a big race meet or anything. But um, I'll never forget uh, that debut performance at sale by Canadian Gold, and it was Lockie King. He gave it an absolute peach. And now the horses is with Tom Dabernick. So it's left Leon and Troy Corstens for whatever reason, but uh, still going around, and it's, it's never won again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't have to in your books. It <laughs> doesn't right. have to uh, win again. My my favourite victory from a punting perspective, but also I was standing on the fence on Oaks Day, was uh, Damien Oliver just lifting Willowy across the line. I'd had a bad day on Oaks Day. I was fortunate enough to go to Flemington and be there, um, about seven or 8,000 of us there, running a muck at Flemington. And to see Ollie just lift that filly up over the line, it was great for the hip pocket, but it was also great to uh, to see that live. Damien Oliver keeps on keeping on. All right, Brownie, we'll get off to a uh, quick break. As I said, we've got uh, Chris Nelson right around the corner. So he's just he's just really, really warmed Warmed up in uh, in the past couple of weeks. Tags has been grilling him, asking for a bit more, and he's delivered in spades. So Chris Nelson around the corner. We'll have a look at the uh, harness racing season that's just gone by as well, and we'll talk about uh, uh, the summer of glory, which is upcoming here in Victoria. So plenty more to come on the odds couple. Yes, welcome back to the odds couple. An odd edition of the odds couple with uh, myself, Josh Jenkins, and the great Campbell Brown in the chair. Bit of remote radio too, Brownie. We're uh, spread all across Victoria at the moment. Where do we find you kicking off 2022? You're down at the beach or um, oh, no, where I was. are we finding Yeah, you? I was. I've come into the studio because I had to um, return the codec, uh, which allows you to do the remote radio, because a um, little handover with Cam Luke, he goes down to Hobart tomorrow and he needed the codec and I was in Portsea and I tried to... Um, to convince him to drive up and pick it up, and he, he didn't, <laughs> did not want a bar of it. Yeah, I can understand why not. Yeah, they're valuable little things, those uh, remote radio devices. We'll have to uh, see whether we can get one each. I don't like our chances, but uh, 
Uh, I'm down. I'm fortunate enough to be down here in uh, down here in Geelong, kicking off 2022. No kids here, so I'm just Lovely. living living life to the absolute fullest. We've got Chris Nelson just around the corner, so um, looking forward to seeing. Um, what he's mm. got for us. Um, well, it's their time of year, JJ, isn't it? Magic Millions coming up in yes. uh, in a yep. couple of weeks. And, you know, it's it's unbelievable um, scenes up there for the Magic Millions. I'll be up there and looking forward to to seeing what Chris can, uh, can produce for us leading up to um, the second week of Jan. Yeah, it's an exciting time, isn't it? We... A lot of the you know the the focus all shifts up to uh, up to Queensland, so we'll get Chris on now. Chris, welcome. Uh, Chris is here for uh, racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Chris, O, thanks for jumping on to kick off twenty twenty two. No worries at all. Good morning to you, Josh. Good morning, Brownie. Hey, Tom. Where, where do we where do we find you? What are you up to? Uh, on after a uh, after a big 2021, you finished in strong style. That little half man was getting stuck in you, but I'll tell you what, you uh, warmed nicely to the task late in the year. Uh, well, you got to get set. You got to get a challenge sometimes, and uh, when you're challenged by a little fella, it's always good to uh, to take him on. So now it's a good finish to the year, but hopefully we can kick off 2022 with some winners. And as you say, guys, we're we're heading into Magic Millions time now. We get to the Gold Coast next Saturday and then the Magic Millions, oh, the, the Wave meeting next Saturday and then the big one the week after. Chris, so I, that's where we want the winners. Were you, were you um, enjoying the run of Cool and Gatter at Eagle Farm uh, on Boxing Day? I know there's been some people I've spoke to that said, ah, oh, horse did exactly what it should do and needed to do. And then there was others saying, geez, a eighty favourite for the two-year-old Magic Million race. I would have liked to have seen it win a bit more comfortably. So where do you sit in that debate? I thought the win was pretty good considering that she did a bit of work. I mean, there was there was good pressure up front and she was wide out and she was working the whole way. So for her to pull away from them in the straight or her rivals in the straight suggests that they'll have their work cut out turning the tables on her. Mm. So, now, I was a big Swiss Exile fan leading into that. That's another horse. So he's another horse in the race that did plenty of work. He, he finally got the back of her heading around the home turn, but I think he was three wide for most of the race at least. So he might be an improver. A lot will come down to barrier draws on the day. Cool uh, and Gatter might draw the car park. It's a terrible, well, it's not terrible, but it's a very tough starting point, that 1,200 the Gold Coast, if you're drawn out and you don't have speed. But she has. So, no, I'm on the side that I thought the win was quite good. And even though uh, Kira Ma said she probably wouldn't take a great deal of improvement, he could have gone straight into the Magic Millions first up. I think she'd have to, you would think. Not that I'd know more than him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, uh, we'll uh, eagerly anticipate the uh, Magic Millions Carnival. But, Chris, so we've got money to make before that. So, uh, Doombin today, presume it's nice and warm up in uh, your part of the world. It's certainly nice and warm here in Melbourne town. So, got Kementari going around. Got a nice no. race um, with Isotope going around in the last in the Nudgy Stakes. Have you got a couple for us? Well, I think Isotope will win, and I think she's the best bet of the day, but we have to be patient. That's race nine, number four. Now, we know how good she is, and look, I can punch holes in most of the opposition here. They either are first up and will need to run, or they're, they're get-back types, or they're, they're wide gates, etc. whereas she just draws beautifully for Ryan Maloney. We know how good she is. She's got the score on the board. She trialled up recently at Doom, and she ran second in the trial, but uh, she was under a stranglehold all the way down the straight, so... From that barrier, really hard to see her being beaten. And if we do happen to get some rain today, well, that won't worry her either because she uh, she handles all sorts of going. So I think she's the best. Race nine, number four. Just one other. We'll stick with this guy in race seven. Number four, Jackson on time in the Vaux Rogue. Now, I was very, very confident on him last start at Eagle Farm. 
he just never went in the straight. Whether it was the track, he didn't handle. It did cop a little bit of interference near the 200, which didn't help. But his prior run here was outstanding. So I'm sticking with him. And there's good speed in that race. So numbers, uh, race seven, number four, Jackson on time each way also. Ooh, $20 and $4.40 yep. sports bet if you don't mind. Chris, so have you got a... Before we let you go, have you got a New Year's resolution for us? We uh, we know that don't mean much, yep. but you may as well say it. And uh, I know I know yep. you you're one of the ninety nine percent of us who don't live up to them. But have you got one for us? <laughs> yeah, and I reckon it'll be all gone within about three days. It's to uh, to eat a little bit better and get a bit fitter and do some more exercise, which would be ninety nine percent of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I certainly fit into that category after retiring from footy. <laughs> Forgetting to go for a run. Chris, thanks for uh, joining us to kick off 2022. Hopefully, Isotope can do the business there in race nine. We've got to wait until eight minutes past six, but good thing to come to those who wait. And Jackson on time at $20. So thanks for that. That's a pleasure, guys. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au from Chris Nelson up there in sunny Queensland, or rainy Queensland by the sounds of things, to to the trots, Brownie. And um, it's been a big, uh, it's been a huge 2021. Like thoroughbred racing, harness racing has has really flourished uh, in COVID times. We've seen the introduction of trots vision for for I guess harness racing's version of of racing.com. Um, we've seen that saw the the uh, the Inter Dominion series was fantastic with a with a protest mm. uh, being overturned there, a protest being upheld and a fifty to one shot winning in harness racing. So it's not true what they say, Brownie. It's not always the dollar uh, twenty favourites getting the job done in the trots. No, that's right. It was uh, there's been a few big races. Obviously, the Cox Plate as well was another that uh, was decided um, on protest and. Um, you know, one got dismissed and one got upheld. But uh, I am not a, a trots man, and even I was glued to my seat watching uh, watching that. It was uh, it was great drama. It certainly was, and Victorian racing continues uh, in well, Victorian and New South Wales racing continues. But you can catch all the uh, Victorian racing on the trots.com.au. Every race live and free. We've got the uh, Summer of Glory upcoming with the four-year-old Bonanza, the Hunter Cups, the biggest race in Victoria each and every year. And then the action goes up to Menangle. So no tipping from me. Um, we're just going to keep our powder dry. I think, I think King of Swing will come down and win the Hunter Cup. But there's a few, there's a few real um, – we lost Copy That, who was the boom Kiwi who came over and got injured, participated in the Cranbourne Cup. He actually kicked out Brownie. Um, in his in his yard, and he's uh, fra- done a hairline fracture. So we've lost a New Zealand Cup winner who was over here to to participate in all our big races. So it's it's really up in the air as to who's who in the zoo in the uh, open class ranks in harness racing. So hard to hard to tip a winner for the Hunter Cup or the Miracle Mile this far out. But um, be uh, certainly be uh, well aware of the fact that there's plenty of good racing in harness racing. Lap up the trots. Visit the trots.com. When you and I, Brownie, we've had a good time. We'll speak to Jacob uh, Beavis a bit later down uh, there in Tasmania, but we've had a good time each and every Wednesday night talking some uh, Tas racing. Yeah, we certainly have. It's been magnificent. And um, and looking forward uh, in a couple of days' time um, on Wednesday, heading down to the Devonport Cup, which which starts their summer of, uh, of racing. And uh, obviously Devonport, um, Hobart and Lonnie Cup are on the horizon. And... Um, it's 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 good racing, and obviously, um, you know the the more we've we've sat down and watched it and got to know the horses, 
the better it's become. And, and there was some good racing late last week uh, in Hobart. And, um, and geez, Brinktop Lad uh, absolutely demolished uh, the small field too. So there's a couple of horses I wouldn't be surprised if we see come to the, the mainland and um, at the inevitable, obviously, as well, um, and, and do a bit of damage uh, over here. Yeah, nice little junket for you as well, getting down to uh, getting down to Tasmania for a for a night at the races. That sounds pretty good to me. All right, we'll buzz off to the news. We'll see who's been who played up. How many arrests there were yes. on New Year's Eve? There was plenty of. I think uh, the uh, the community was especially the Melburnians were keen to get out and about uh, after being locked down for a couple of years. So we'll buzz off to the news after the break. We've got Corey Smith from the Meadows. We'll have Jacob Beavis from Taz Racing, and we'll go through some of uh, today's racing at Flemington and the Brown Dog likes a few at double figures. Uh, welcome back to the odds couple. As I said, with an odd couple, Campbell Brown and Josh Jenkins in the chair filling in for uh, D Taggart, S O'Donnell and Paddy Garshagan. Brownie, we just couldn't convince them to get up <laughs> after a big New Year's Eve, apparently. I didn't think those three were very social, but apparently apparently they uh, had a big evening. Yeah, with tags with all his mates uh, sat around um, the laptop and um, and by himself, he just uh, he got a little bit carried away late into the evening, so... That's probably where he lands this morning. <laughs> I don't think we'll need to go into any detail as to what was on the laptop, but anyway, well, I think that the was form. a good segue. Uh, it's a, a good time to uh, get off the topic of David Taggart's laptop and on to Corey Smith from the Meadows. Corey, uh, you'll hit racing tonight at the Melbourne Greyhounds. The Meadows, we've got the Group 1 Silver Chief. What a race this promises to be today. Certainly does. It's restricted to the uh, the younger male greyhounds, and uh, you usually find some up and comers and and have a bit of fun with these ones. Just pop them in your black book. But uh, on course tonight, we've got free entry, and and we've got plenty of things going on. We'll uh, we'll have and and all that sort of fun stuff. So if you if you're wanting to come out, if you if you decide that you had a few too many cordials last night, and you want to have a bit of recovery and have some hair of the dog, then uh, wander out to the Melbourne Greyhounds tonight and. I like I like a greyhound tonight as well at a, at a decent price. Double figures, we'll get about Webleck Blazer race. It's number four in the race, and I just think it's the fastest animal in the race. He'll need a bit of luck, but if he gets clear air, I think we'll go good. And uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully we can get the chocolates there. But it'll be a good night out at the Melbourne Greyhounds. So make sure you come out on track and uh, have a bit of fun with us. Beautiful. Thanks for that, Corey. Uh, race eight, number four, Webleck Blazer is the uh, selection there for Corey at $11 and $3.30 with sports bet. So good luck um, with the big group one, Silver Chief, Corey, and hopefully Webleck Blazer for the listeners can get the chocolates. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, JJ. Appreciate it, mate. You can catch Metropolitan Greyhound Racing at its finest tonight, as we said at the Meadows, Melbourne Greyhounds with that big group one race. From uh, Corey Smith, we go down south to Jacob Beavis down there in Tasmania. Welcome to the show, Jacob. Hey, Josh Campbell. How are you guys? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, likewise. You've got Campbell coming your way uh, in a couple of days, so look out. <laughs> but what's happening uh, in what's happening in uh, in Tassie to kick off twenty twenty two? Yeah, we've got a Longford Cup Day, which is um, it's a traditional sort of race day on New Year's Day. It's the only race day that that takes place at the at the Longford track, so it's a, a special meeting, especially for those that do train out of that facility. Have you been to Longford Cup Day, Campbell? You've, you've seemed to 
to go to most things in Tassie? I've never, no, I've never been. Um, so I'll need to get down there at some stage. I've heard it's a, a terrific day and um, and a lot of fun. So, yeah, on the uh, on the bucket list. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good day, and uh, I've. Uh, I like one in the Longford Cup, uh, race six, number one, Swoop Dog, uh, the mm. three-year-old of, of the season last season. He's um, he's going along nicely, and uh, John Blacker, this is his home track, so uh, he's got a couple of good chances in the Cup, and I think this might be the best of them. So number one, Swoop Dog for, for me in the Cup. Beautiful, yeah, and well. is there much happening in the uh, in the uh, in the other codes as well to kick off 2022? I'm sure it's all happening in Tasmania. Yeah, we've got on the same day, we've got a, a, St. Mary's, um, a St. Mary's meeting as well. And uh, there's also, uh, obviously, we've got a, a few harness meetings coming up and uh, Devonport Cup not too far away as well, which is a huge day. Yeah, have you got an early uh, Have you got an early selection? We've got, as I said, Brownie's coming your way for the Devonport Cup. Have you got a nice early one or too soon? Oh, probably a bit too soon, uh, to be honest. Um, but... Um, I think Siobhan Renegade uh, is uh, is flying at the moment, and uh, East Ender actually has won the cup before. I think he might be going that way as well. So there's a couple to sort of look out for, but um, it'll be a good race, that's for sure. Yes, we need to find a, a couple of new superstars coming out of Tassie because obviously last year, um, late last year, Mystic Journey and Still a Star, who um, who were sort of carrying the the Taswegians banner, uh, both retired after outstanding preparations during the spring. So um, it'll be interesting to see which uh, which horse sort of steps up and, and takes their mantle. Yeah, no, that's right. And, uh, of course, this is our this is our time of, of year here in uh, in Tassie for racing. So um, I'm, there's, a few, there's a few horses floating around at the moment that are impressing. But, um, of course, uh, yeah, Mystic Journey and Phyllis Star, they're big holes to fill. They're definitely big losses to the, uh, to the racing industry here in Tassie. And uh, have you got a highlight of 2021 for us in the Tasmanian racing scene? Can be any code, but have you got something that sticks out across the year that um, could even be a horse that you've backed, Jacob, where uh, no interest like self-interest, but uh, have you got a highlight of 2021 for us? Oh, it's a, a tough one. There's, there's, been a, there's been a few good races uh, this year. I'll probably have to go back to earlier in the year, Launceston Cup. That was a really good race. It was a, a three-way go to the line and uh, Glass Warrior, Flew home and um, won by a nose. That was a that was a pretty good race. I was there on track that day, so that that would probably be my highlight. That was back in February. So, uh, but no, it's been a good a good year of uh, racing here in Tassie. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely, it has been. Well, you uh, get everyone ready because C Brown is on his yeah. way. Uh, thanks for joining us all through 2021 and to kick off 2022. And we'll uh, chat to you again next week. No worries. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Campbell. Happy New Year. Likewise, mate. We'll uh, scoot off to a break. And after the break, it's time to preview uh, today's racing. We'll focus mainly on Flemington. We might see whether there's one or two for us up there in Sydney and around the country. We've got the tips from Chris Nelson. But Campbell Brown has got four or five that he really, really, really likes at Flemington. So we'll get to those straight after the break. All right, welcome back to the Odds Couple. Josh Jenkins, Campbell Brown in the chair for Scoob Tags and Paddy and Brownie. Big day at Flemington today, and uh, it's going to be nice and warm, but we've got plenty of really, really good racing, and there's a few that you like. So um, let's go through the first of them. Actually, firstly, are you? Are you? What, where are we at with quaddies today with, uh, with you? Have we got quad dog, or have we not got quad dog? <laughs> I'm not much of a quaddie sort of man, um, to be honest, and... And you know the old saying, uh, lose money, nothing lost. 
Confidence lost, everything lost. Well, my confidence with quaddies is absolutely shot to bits. So I'm steering clear of that. All right. Yeah, that's uh, that. Well, there'll be plenty of quaddies on the app. So uh, make sure you head to the Quaddy app for all the uh, Quaddy apps all across Australia in all three codes. There's been some big quaddies landed by the SEN track experts. So make sure you jump on there and, uh, and have a look. Now, let's go through a few that you like because you let me know earlier that there are three or four that you really like starting off in race four yes. of the 1,100 metres. And which horse is a short price favourite here with sports bet in uh, Clemenceau? Is that how we're going to say that for the Hawks team? $12.35. But you look, you're keen to look away from the favourite here in race four. Yeah, I certainly am. As I mentioned off the top of the show, no bet races one, two and three. We'll just wait till race four because um, Squid Game, the Paddy Payne runner, um, it had a bit of a spruik leading into its debut performance at Sandown over the 1,200 metres and, and was absolutely terrific. Put him away comfortably with with something in hand. Went to Flemington down the straight, and uh, and jumped moderately and and um, almost sat last in in that smallish field of seven. And um, when the jockey Mickey D just pushed the button, it went straight past them. Um, Umgawa and, and a couple of horses that had race experience and and a nice horses. Uh, it put them away pretty comfortably. So um, I really like Squid Game. I think it's it's nice and progressive. Um, it'll, it'll it, with every start, it's just taking uh, enormous benefit out of it and, and race experience. And um, Squid Game is a four dollars eighty at the moment. So I know that the, the the Hawks runner has hardly put a foot wrong, especially this preparation. Um, but I just think the upside for Squid Games and the price is magnificent. So you, you've got to be a fan of Squid Game. Um, the only one that probably isn't is uh, is North Korea because. Uh, I think there were some uni students that tried to sneak the, the actual um, Netflix series in and, uh, and they're all doing jail time. So they don't like Squid Game, but I certainly do. Beautiful. All right, race four, number two, and you can get $4.80 with Sportsbet. Now, skipping across or jumping to the very next race, race five, you were pretty keen on one here as well. Yeah, I'm not one that dives into favourites. In, in fact, I like to take favourites on notoriously, but I just think that Burma Des, the – Mike Maroney runner is head and shoulders uh, above this field. Pretty short. You've got to take a, about $2.10, um, but two blistering wins to start off this preparation. Uh, then found one better, Lighthouse, which uh, which is, you know, no main feat because Lighthouse is flying at the moment and is putting plenty of wins on the trot together. Um, the form has been franked um, from the Typhoon Harmony camp. Uh, Bermudez beat it uh, second up when it won at Flemington over the mile. And, and um, Typhoon Harmony has since come out and absolutely decimated uh, the field the, the following start. So I like to see that. The horse is flying. Ollie's on board. Um, it uh, There's not going to be a stack of, of speed on paper. So you can just amble across from Barry Rate and sit um, just outside the leader. And I'm expecting will be far too good for this field. Yeah, beautiful. That's race five at number two, Bermudez, $2.10 with a sports bet. Reckon maybe get on now. I can see that horse getting crunched as we get closer to the jump over the 1,600 metres. Now we'll go from race five straight across to race six, which is the George Watson benchmark 70 over the 2,000 metres. And you like another one here, Brown Dog? Yeah, I, I certainly do here. Um, it's the toppy. It's called Irish Butterfly, the Henry Dwyer runner. Um, that's third up today over the 2,000. Um, having gone back and watched its its two runs, this preparation uh, started at the mile at Ballarat in a benchmark seventy eight, and it's the horse 
that ran into Typhoon Harmony that I was just talking about and was well beaten, but um, drew a bad barrier that day. And Will Price uh, had no choice but to take uh, Irish Butterfly back to, to last, got onto the fence, sort of picked off a few um, throughout the course of the race, peeled out off heels and let down. And um, it was doing its best work late to run into second uh, on that particular occasion. Then at Flemington, from barrier one with Josh Richards in the saddle um, this time, um, they sat a little bit closer in a benchmark 84. So it went from a 78 up to an 84, tougher race, sat a bit closer. And um, probably at the furlong, you thought, oh, it's gone here and, and it's, it's going to end up running, you know, beating five lengths into about eighth or ninth. Um, just the way that it kept boxing on and, and found the line, the margin was only 1.6 lengths. And um, it was still it was still doing some of its best work or at least holding late over that 800, uh, 1,800 metres. So I think 2,000, third up, you got Josh Richards in the saddle still claiming with the, the two kilos, drawn barrier three. So he'll be able to put it where he likes. I'm not expecting it to be as forward, uh, third up. It'll probably be midfield. But dropping back to a benchmark 70, this just ticks every box for me. It's two runs, a tougher grade. We're very, very good getting out to uh, a nice trip, third up, good third up record, um, nice little claiming apprentice. And more importantly, uh, in an open race, is about the right price. It's a really good each way play. So Irish Butterfly, really keen to back at $8. Yeah, race six, number one, Irish Butterfly for Josh Richards and Henry Dwyer, $8 and $2.80 with our friends at Sportsbet. Looks a nice little Brett Brown dog, bet Brown Dog. I reckon you found one there. And got one more that you're keen on for us in race eight. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's a bit of a track specialist um, and distance specialist. Yulong uh, January, the Ma Eustace runner, they could be in for a pretty good New Year's Day, I think. Um, this is $10 as well. Marks are in the saddle. Um, it's it's a leading horse, so jumping from barrier one will be absolutely ideal. Have a look at its its track and distance record. It's uh, it's only been to Flemington seven occasions for four wins. It's got a terrific second up record, and as I mentioned, nine career wins, um, and seven of them have been over the fourteen hundred meters. Um, it'll just jump, lead, try and dictate. I can ha- I have Crosshaven coming across and, and trying to lead them up. Second slip will be nice and prominent. Um, but provided they don't put too much pressure on, uh, Yulong January is a nice horse, second up, loves uh, Flemington, and it should be very, very hard to get over the top of late. Um, it'll be leading at the 100 and um, hopefully not fading, but uh, I think the horse that beats it will probably win because it'll definitely be running in the top couple there, and it's $10 um, and $2.80 the play, so another nice each-way play. Yeah, beautiful race eight, number two. So just to recap, Brownie's uh, best bets at Flemington today. Race four, number two, Squid Game, $4.80. Race five, number two, Bermudez, $2.10. Race uh, six, number one, Irish Butterfly at $8. And race eight, number two, you long January. I only like one today, Brownie, and it comes in the lucky last at 5.40 p.m. this afternoon or this evening Thought this horse was very, very good first up. Broadway and fourth was coming off a long spell. So some tiny worry or concern about second up syndrome, but $11 and $3.50 was the horse was closing home hard. We know how this man likes to run, get back, sprint home. He's a winner second up. 
uh, is uh, loves a good track, has got great form on a good track, and we're certainly going to get that this afternoon. So Broadway in fourth is my best bet for the day. Race nine, number one there. But Brownie's got four absolute beauties. They all sound, uh, I think we'll be taking those and we'll be coming out in front. So that's um, a wrap for, or that's a look at today's racing at Flemington. We've, uh, we're going to centre most of our attention at Flemington. I'll whip through a tiny little quaddy after the break and we'll uh, wrap up the first show for 2022. Nah, great work, JJ. Every tip you give sounds good at the start of the day. It's um, it's only how they end is, uh, is the, when they do the damage. Absolutely. <laughs> we're uh, we're gen- geniuses before the fact and they're usually fools after the fact. We'll uh, get a break away and we'll be back in a moment. All right, welcome back to the Odds Couple. Campbell Brown, Josh Jenkins in the chair. Almost done, Brownie. We've uh, had a look back at at 2021. Now we're looking forward to 2022. Now I asked a few, Chris Nelson and a few others on the show for their uh, for their 2022 New Year's resolutions. Have you got one for us? And now I'm looking forward to this, but are you firstly a taker of uh, resolutions? And secondly, do you stick to them? I've never really found myself uh, giving New Year's resolutions because... Um, um, I've always been pretty like just self-motivated myself just to just to do whatever I want to do. But the older I get, JJ, and the more unfit I get, um, <laughs> I think this year's New Year's resolution is going to have to be get back into some sort of shape. I'm not going to be, you know, back to Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilder sort of get up, but... Uh, back to <laughs> back to yeah you've forgotten the men for all seasons back in 2003 <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm with you mate i've only been retired for three months and i feel terrible that's the one thing i miss about footy at the moment is not feeling uh or not being in a late condition you just yeah you, you, you feel a bit bloated and uh, a bit uh, a bit ordinary so i'm with you there i'm yeah. uh i'm even thinking about going the extreme version and doing a little seven or ten day cleanse oh. and just just getting it all out of the system, so I'm. Uh, <laughs> that's where I'm at at the moment. I yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I'm not a big uh, New Year's resolution guy. I actually, I've got a. I've got one, a very small one, an embarrassing one. I, I promise in 2022 I'm going to learn how to tie a tie. <laughs> <laughs> really, like a full Windsor. A full Windsor. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. I'm sick of going to uh, to places and having to just embarrass myself. <laughs> And just tap someone on the shoulder and say, oh, you wouldn't be able to walk over to the corner and tie my tie for me, would you? <laughs> I'm, they're almost 33 years of age. I went to Swan Hill High School, Brownie. No ties at Swan Hill High. Yeah, well, I wore a tie every day for my whole uh, my whole schooling, and I still can't um, do a tie. By the end of it, the knot was that uh, that small because I just I just rip it off each day and, uh, and then just put it back on like um, – you normally would so yeah I'm with you mate there that's not a bad one but um it's, we've got plenty of time to learn more because uh, <laughs> we're two years in and we're still in lockdown I don't think we're coming out anytime soon no you got to set your uh, you can't set your goals too high with your resolutions <laughs> because they're unachievable and my wife's the same as you she went to a school high school for six years where you can um where she had to wear a tie and she just she said she never she tied it once her mum tied it once and it was uh, left the same way for six years, so she's no help to me either. So there's our resolution for you, uh, listeners. We're both going to learn how to tie a tie. Brandy's going to get back into his Arnold Schwarzenegger yes. type shape, but I'm going to do a little seven-day cleanse. Just to recap our uh, our best bets, Brandy, my best bet was race nine, number one, Broadway and fourth. And do you just want to rip through yours, uh, your four best bets quickly for those who may have missed? 
Yeah, it's race four, number two at Flemington, Squid Game. Um, and make sure you uh, you, you bet up because I don't think it's going to um, it's going to be jumping at the price it currently is. Uh, race five, number two, probably my best of the day, Bermudez, uh, which has uh, just been flying at the moment. Um, race four, six, number one, Irish Butterfly for Henry Dwyer. And race eight, number two, Yulong January. So a shorty, uh, one at about $4.80 and a couple at double figure odds there. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, plenty of uh, best bets for you there. And our Werribee. Oh, Zuzu Ute, Victoria's number one selling Ute dealership. A uh, couple of market movers. Smoke and Romans is a horse that's been in ripping, ripping form. It's uh, nice and short now at $2.20. It's been well supported in early markets. And as Brownie outlined, got a bit of a feeling that Squid Game could be, uh, they could come for Squid Game late in the piece. So race four, number two, Squid Game. Uh, and race seven, number two, Smoke and Romans. Uh, the Werribee Izuzu market movers, Werribee Izuzu, upgrade your old ute into, into a D-Max. Now we're paying top dollar for trade-ins. Brownie, not long to go uh, on the first odds couple of 2022. Have you got a horse for us to – who's the one horse you just will not be missing? I know you spoke about – we spoke about Espiona and I'm Thunderstruck. Is there one horse that you just will not be missing either just watching from a spectator's point of view or the next time it runs, you want to have your heart earned on it? Now, the listeners that have been following me throughout the, the year will know I'm waiting until the, the winter months when the uh, the jumps come out and social <laughs> element is going down to Warnable and we are going to win the grand annual. i got no doubt about it. And that is the horse that I'm going to be backing. I own it. Uh, and I, uh, I'm very, very bullish that um, we'll take uh, Warnable by storm this year. Oh, look out. Get to Warnable because that will be a sight. <laughs> I'm planning on making my Warnable debut. Obviously, footy's done yes. now, so I can get down there. So looking forward to that. I Brandy, need a good wingman for, uh... down there, mate, because um, Taggart and Cam Luke, they, they left me very early on when I was just getting warmed up in, in the uh, the Shanaki. Yeah, I don't uh, don't see those two as stayers. Um, they just don't they don't strike me as stayers. Those two, but uh, looking forward to that. Thanks for uh, four very good bets for you today. Looking forward to that big day of racing all across the country. Looking forward to what twenty twenty two brings us all. Hopefully, bigger and brighter things because the last couple of years have been pretty ordinary. So uh, thanks for joining us here on The Odds Couple. Thanks to you, Campbell Brown. My name's Josh Jenkins. Uh, We'll be back again next week on The Odds Couple. Thanks, JJ. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.